Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review. Then we get into our vinyl pickups, what we've listened to. That leads into the songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars and five stars only. Because I know you got nothing better to do. So go do that. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. And we have a phone number you can call. Uh, the phone number is, I forgot, but it is uh, 503-893-5307. Shoot us a text, leave us a voicemail, whatever you want to do. We also have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link, and uh, we'll probably talk shit on you. So, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for the boring intro. So, Jeff, fine. let's jump right into our fearless beer review. What do you got? Go. I I have something from Toppling uh, Goliath. Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. Have you ever have you heard of these peoples? Never heard of these peoples. They're from Decorah, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. I, no, yeah. never. They one probably of, don't dis- uh, distribute out here. One of, they're a pretty popular brewery. Uh, they probably do. Um, they're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty popular. But Iowa, they're pretty? I was I was one of those states that I just. Like you forget it even exists until somebody mentions something about Iowa, right? Like nobody cares about Iowa. I don't care. Mentioned Slipknot. That that's really the only time I would ever mention <laughs> Iowa. What else is potatoes? Else is Iowa. No, that's Idaho. That's Never Idaho. Mind. Idaho yeah. is potatoes. Yeah. Iowa. I don't know where the fuck Iowa is. <laughs> like Montana ish, Chicago maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chicago's, Chicago's a city. city. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, so, I, Iowa's stupid. Yeah, who gives a fuck about Iowa? It's one of the northern states. Yeah, 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 South, north, east, west. Yeah, it's it's north of the Dakotas, I think, right? Eh, it's like right next to the the South Dakota. Oh, okay. South. Well, this is fun geography. Our geography lesson on the pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is this is called Pompeii. It's a it's an IPA. I think this is one of their most popular beers, if not their most popular beer. This is um. I don't know. I, I, I've had this in the past. I just I haven't checked it in, so um, here we go with this one again, I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. All right, so I have uh, I have something from local brewery once again. Brewery X. Uh, brewery X, of course. I got this one to make you a little bit jealous, honestly. So this is a – no, it's not. It's a light lager, actually, 4.2%, but it's called Halo Night or Halo Light. I'm sorry. Halo Light. Halo and uh, it's uh, it's a collaboration they did with the Anaheim Angels. Oh, what? So, yeah, it's pretty neat. It's a pretty neat can. It has what the the, the brewery fuck? X. Yeah, the the X part of the brewery X has a little halo wrapped around one of the, one of the part of the X. There's an old fashioned baseball player guy about to pitch a ball with some wings on his back. It's pretty. It's a pretty neat can. 
I'm trying to mean? fucking I'm trying to look at this goddamn picture right now. I can't find it. I think it. They must have just come out with it. What? Yeah. What? That's not fair. Yeah, they have a. They had like a four pack of it at the liquor store near me. Oh, okay, I see. I see somebody at a, at the ball game holding. Is it like a slim can? Yeah, it's like a. It's a sixteen ounce or a pint. Yeah, sixteen ounce. That's a cool. That's a cool X right there. It has like the the. It's the red X with the yeah. dark black outline. The halo hanging off the, the top left of it. Yeah, it's pretty. I like the. I liked all the. I like all the design on it. It's really Damn, cool. Uh, it says there's a little flag on it. it says Brew Local Drink Social. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta get me one. Save it. Save it. I will. I'll, I'll go to the liquor store probably tomorrow and uh, pick up uh, at least one can. I like when people like like take pictures of their their Halo X beer they're drinking and it's just like a selfie. There's no beer in the picture at all. I'm just looking at you fucking ugly ass <laughs> old people. It's <sighs> <That's> annoying. <laughs> I like yeah. that. That makes you so mad. It's so irritating because I'm I'm trying to like look at pictures of this beer and I just I, I see this couple like I do not give a shit about these people. <laughs> I see the little fucks. Look All right. Them. So, um, wait, what's the ABV on yours? Uh, six point three. Oof. Yeah, six point three. It's uh, I don't see the IBUs on here. The IBUs. The IBUs. The IBUs. Well, I don't see. I'm ready to drink. Okay, so. yeah, no, we can drink. That's where we let's uh, let's to jump do. into right. this. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Kisses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. This uh, this tastes like um, this tastes like a Coors Light. <laughs> it's good though. It's refreshing. But I literally just drank a Coors Light, and now I'm drinking this, and it tastes like a. It's very similar to a Coors Light. What do you what do you think of yours? Do you think if you had like like a fifty versus fifty, you probably wouldn't be able to tell either Coors Light or that beer? Like it's so similar. <sighs> yeah, maybe Coors Light is a little bit sweeter, but it's pretty pretty similar. It's okay. a really light lager. It's good though. What, what do you, so what do you have on yours? So so it's sixty Pompeii IPA. It's sixty Ebus, and mm-hmm. apparently it was inspired. I I didn't know this about Pompeii, but. I mean, according to Beer Advocate here, it's probably it's probably true. Probably. I guess there was a lot of like really really great mosaic art found under all the ash of Pompeii, and so yeah. to uh, oh, 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 I'm tired. You I don't. We were there, you idiot. We were there. What do you mean we were? They were like fucking twenty years ago. We were there. I don't remember like looking at the. But we like, were the there. The, the mosaic thing was a big thing. All we did was go goof around, and take pictures, and make fun of people. What are you talking about? Oh, we did do right that. Now? But to, to celebrate, to celebrate all that, all that uh, mosaic art. What what all hops do you think they're using in this one mostly? Uh, I would have to guess probably Nelson. Yeah, it's Nelson mosaic hops. Okay, <laughs> mosaic hops. So that's kind of cute, right? I guess it's adorable. This is, yeah, this is actually really good. I like this. I like this a lot. So not very syrupy. More hate. No, more on the hazy side, or what? It's a little citrusy, so like it would be a hazy. But it's very, mm-hmm. very, very thin. Very thin. And I like okay. that. Yeah, I do too. I dig it. Raul at the review. Oh, okay. Yep. What do you got? Because my mine's not even on beer advocate at all. Too new. So that's yeah, cool that like that, that like Brewery X is, is brewing beer for one of the worst teams in MLB history. That's fine. <laughs> so Raul one of the best players of all time. Raul uh, Raul says, Imagine yourself dreaming being 
anything that you want to be, all that you have ever wanted. I take a sip. I am there on a beach with her, my perfect other. I can die in happiness because when I take a drink, Pompeii takes me there. Oh my god, dude! That that's like something straight out of an ad. <laughs> that was. It's not even his normal wacky stuff. I, it was I, like something like an one. ad. He tried hard. Yeah. That one. Wow, Raul, we didn't know you had you. You felt like this. this was, that, yeah, that was almost four years ago. Shit. Oh, so I, it's an older beer. Okay. I guess so. But they gave it a four point two five out of five. <clears throat> That's high. That's high. That I guess high. comparing it to the love of your life, yeah, it has to be kind of high. But it should have been a perfect because, yeah. Anyway, um, so we have a, a th- our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what would you give your Pompeii IPA? Go. I, uh, I do 2.5. It's pretty good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This is really good. I, I'm impressed. This is really good. I, 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 like I said, I like, I like that it's so thin and it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a pale ale, but it's a little bit hoppier than, than just like an average pale ale, but it doesn't, it's not too aggressive. Little citrus mm-hmm. in there. And it's thin. I'm not like hawking lugs, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you get that syrupy IPA mm-hmm. and you just want to spit. You get that like that that thick layer of spit in your mouth. Yeah, it's the worst. I hate yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, good. All right, so you give yours a two point five out of three. My uh my Halo Light, my Anaheim Angels beer. Uh, this is this is a very light beer. It's it doesn't have a ton of flavor, but it's it's a it's honestly a lot more crisp than Coors Light, Bud Light, Bud Heavy, all that stuff. It's it it's it's honestly more refreshing than all those beers. But like I said, not not as much taste, but uh, it's pretty good. I'll, I'll give this one a two point two five. I will definitely go back to this. I would I would buy this if they like mass produced it more and I had a chance to buy it and it wasn't expensive. So I'd, I'd buy this I wonder, more. I wonder how it would taste with a lime in it. That's what I want to know. Well, that's well, something you're not going to find out through me. Well, I don't know about that, dude. Maybe you should buy me two of them then. Buy me. me two of them. That way I can put a lime in one. <laughs> I can buy you a four pack. Okay. Because yeah, I think they I think they sold four packs at the liquor okay. store. Okay. So okay. that's what I'll do. Okay. That's what I'll do. Okay. Okay, so we're done with our fearless beer review. Let's move on to the vinyl stuff, stuff we picked up, stuff we've listened to or not listened to. I don't know. And like I said, that'll lead to the songs of the week. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Um, yeah, let's let's start at the top here. First things first, right? Great place and, to start. And that is this. That's this guy, Ramsey Lewis. Ramsey Lewis, this jazz dude. Um, his album called Funky Serenity. It's a 1973 album. I know about this guy in this album because when we did the Midnight Marauders episode, I had some notes mm-hmm. about some of the samples they used, and they used this this guy in this album in particular. And so then one point, lo and behold, like I get this album in, in one of like the big vinyl lots that Desi gives me. I mean, it's not worth much. It's it's like a three dollar record, five dollar at most. Mm-hmm. But fuck, it's really good. It's it's great piano slash keyboard playing. But like the real draw to this is the bass and the drums. It's mostly just a three piece thing. With very very occasional, like orchestral arrangements, but damn man, it is it is just it's just a bass and drum album essentially, and and he's just kind of like following along, and it's just from 
1973, you said? Yeah. And Ooh. they just they they just try to like outdo each other constantly. And you can tell they're just like constantly battling the drummer and the bass player, just constantly That's battling, cool. trying to do better, trying to be more technical, but never over each other. It's always like a, a, a mutual respect thing. All while Ramsey Lewis is just laying down great keyboards. And I was I was very surprised. I actually got two copies of this. I put one in your pile. Oh, okay. I like that. I like <laughs> it's, that. It's pretty damn good. I like it a lot. <laughs> You liked it, little. <laughs> that was good. That was that was a nice touch. A very nice touch. <laughs> um, the next thing is the the killers. I, I this has been in my backlog for a long time. Hot fuss. Put this one on the back burner because it's good. I love yeah. it. I bought this. Um, I bought this like when, the, right. when the record store I work at. Sh- mm-hmm, well, it's not just all right. When the record store I, I work at first <laughs> opened, and this is their first album, two thousand four. I remember going to Best Buy like the day this came out to pick it up because I fucking loved it. And it's it's just I it's it's so good, dude. It's so good. It's clearly inspired by like new wave synth pop of the eighties, but the guitars are very crunchy. And I never realized how kind of like aggressive the guitar and the drumming is. The drumming's way too fast sometimes. And it doesn't make any sense. Oh, so they they speeds up, slows down, he's not He does. The band doesn't, but he does. <laughs> there, there there are parts of the album where the song doesn't call for him to do anything fancy and he kinda of like, Wow, okay, calm down, Travis. But it still fits with the song. It's not overly <laughs> complicated. It's not too annoying. But it's really cool. Dude, and the bass playing is like crazy squirrely for some of the real simple songs. Even like uh, uh, Somebody Told Me or Mr. Brightside, these songs have pretty damn good bass lines Somebody to Told them. Me. <laughs> somebody Told Me. <laughs> yeah, you shake and dance oh, like that. You vibrate song. your body. I'll tell you that. God damn. I haven't listened to Hot Fuss in fucking over 10 years. At least 10 years. Honestly, dude, this album is is better than people give it credit for. Cause I I get it, I get it. It's just it's stupid music of the two thousand four era. It's forgettable. After this, they went completely like pop, like Panic at the Disco type pop, like really trying to get into those pop melodies. But this is this is a pretty damn good album. It's it's really good. If you ever have thirty minutes to kill, you should throw it on. It's that short. And it's only thirty minutes. It's like forty minutes. Okay, so you're lying. That's well, fine. So now I should really trust you, right? You lied to me? God, you just got to like dig in everything. Like just every fucking (laughs) thing I do, just got to dig in. (laughs) Dig in. (sighs) And like the whole time when Matt Pinfield is cool and then how much he likes the band and and, and that backstory is fun. And I don't know. It's it's, it's a good album. Do people actually like Matt Pinfield though? Yeah, he's a cool dude. Okay. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. He... He's just a big name dropper. People love Matt Pinfield. All the big names love Matt Pinfield. Because they drop. Because he constantly drops their name. He's like, but, but people like actually love him even before that for for decades and decades. Like, he saw these guys playing in like their fucking garage and tried to get him signed for for yeah. so so many years, and then ended up like having dinner with them one day and then trying to like get them signed and going through the motions and needed to ride back to his hotel in Vegas and then. Uh, Brandon Flowers, I think. I don't know if that's his real name. I don't know if that's his Christian name. But he's like, hey, can you drive me back <laughs> to my hotel? And he's like, yeah. Ended up not going to the hotel, just essentially just drinking all night, having a great time, talking about music and life. And they wrote that, that uh, what the fuck is that song? That I, I'm not a soldier. I'm not, I got sold, but I'm oh, not a soldier I song. I hate that song. Oh, I hate fucking that song. Hate it's that fucking song. catchy and fucking good. I, I love like, Mr. Brightside. No, I, I love that song. Love Mr. Brightside. I I love the song Human. Oh my 
A lot of people don't like that song, but I love that song. That's a fucking banger. That is a banger of a song. That's their best song. That song song is like their their, uh, uh, greatest man that ever lived by Weezer. Except the Weezer song is way better. Uh, you just don't you 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 literally literally, literally. do not know anything. That's Queen's your English. Yeah, you literally do not know anything. So that's <laughs> check it out though. If you have uh, twenty minutes to kill, it's not a, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, twenty minutes to kill <laughs> for a forty minute record. The uh, the next the next <laughs> album I got here is a, is, is a VMP a vinyl me please um, for you uh-huh. you uh, you muggles you normies. Uh, it's Far Side Lab Cabin California. It's their second album, nineteen ninety five. Ugh. Ugh. No, that was a good oof. That was a good oof. Do you have this one too? No, because I canceled my VMP. Stupid, 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 stupid. That was a (laughs) stupid move. That was dumb. You are literally stupid. This is their second album from 95, like I said. They uh, they had help in the production department now from Jay Dilla. This is vastly different than their first. This one shows them way more serious, dealing with topics that are way more serious than their first. Remember, Bizarre Ride 2 was just very lighthearted coming out like the height of the gangster rap and they're just goofing off. That's why it's so great. Mm-hmm. But this one's also great. It got shit reviews when it first came out, of course, because everybody's a fucking butthole. <laughs> but like, it's fantastic. And like retrospective reviews, like, oh, now that I look, you know, people grab their glasses and put them outwards and inwards. Now that I look closer, this is actually a great album. <laughs> dur, 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 dur. But it sucks because they were essentially done after this record dropped. After after it got shit reviews and nobody liked it, it didn't sell. Like they they were done. But like I, like Weezer, Bingo. yeah, 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 pretty much. They're never the same, and and they all they all kind of went their separate ways, dude. But the production, this is crazy strong. Beats are deep, lyrics are deep, and then the video for the song "Drop," which starts off with the Beastie Boys, drop, was directed by Spike <laughs> Jones, and even like the okay. long list of historically great music videos that he has done this is still like one of his best because it's fucking weird it's shot i don't know if i've even seen it it's shot in it's shot in reverse and then like played backwards so sort of like a real life back masking thing it's fucking weird mm-hmm. so they all had to rap backwards but they had to do it like like to be realistic their lips are are, are mimicking the words so they brought in yeah. like a like a professional linguist so he could help them rap their lyrics backwards but so when they played it forwards, it looked like they're rapping the real word. Fucking that weird. just seems like a lot of work. It's so much work, but goddamn, when you see this video, it is unreal. <laughs> it is so goddamn cool. Think like think that like that Twin Peaks thing with the little dudes coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, like you know how like that's it's like that's so on the money, but it's just off by that much, and just gives you that fucking weird feeling. That's done to be weird. Yeah. This one's just done like it still gives you that weird feeling, like something's just kind of off, man. But it's just—it's a fantastic video. It's so good. But damn, this album is so <laughs> okay. goddamn good. This out, this, this, this. I think it's still on VMP. I don't think I don't think it even sold out. They've been pressing a lot of their stuff in much higher quantities. I've noticed, and they've been I have repressing too. older stuff too. That Except not Stinko, yeah, which is the one thing I want from VMP. So that's yeah. fun. That's fun. Okay, we'll check this one out because <laughs> it's really good. You like it? I, I think if I if I get if I subscribe to VMP again, I'll probably I, I I would pick it up if that particular month there was nothing I liked. I would pick up the Far Side one. Dude, it's like they've just been putting out this f- 
fame. Like their their hip hop stuff they put out, I think is just it's just the bee's knees. It's so good. Everything they put out is just so good. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I mean, yeah. you're more of a hip hop guy than me, so it's just this is not my. This is this is how you get into thing. it though. You get into these deep cuts that are just that are that are fantastic sonically that are produced by people that you were like, holy shit, I didn't know he also did this. Or I didn't know they also did this, and it's it's, it's great. Again, it's it's a small yeah. small music world as well, especially in the '90s. But um, you know, check it out. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, Raekwon. It's still in stock, by the way. So. Raekwon, yeah. only built for Cuban links. Raekwon's first Where solo album, '95. This is um. So this is essentially like a Wu Tang album because everyone from Wu Tang is on here, as well as like upcoming member Capadonna's on here. Features like an early Nas on this album. This was produced by RZA. And it was it was set up to be kind of like a movie, like sonically. It flows nicely as like like a concept album. And mm-hmm. if I had to like pit it up against Thirty Six Chambers, I think like production wise, I think this is a little bit better. I just do. I like Thirty Six more because of the kung fu element that's there. I think that's just it's yeah. it's, it's kitschy. It's fun. It catch it captures my attention better. But I think like objectively, this is a better. This flows this flows nicer, and it's just a better produced album than 36 chambers was but damn this is well also yeah i can see that i mean 36 chambers it's never had a good it's always sounded bad well like, the, the sound quality is bad but the, but but the production is there he's 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 doing okay things i see what like you mean never been done mean. before and still continue to do it here but damn man this album is is this this album is unreal there's a reason this album is is listed in like the top five hip-hop albums of all time it is so good. Is it, it really? Is, it is damn near perfect. And it steered hip-hop in so many different directions. Like, there would be no Jay-Z without this album. The entire concept of like mafia in hip-hop would not exist had it not been for this album. It's an incredible album. Incredible. I, I really want to listen to this. I'm very, very interested in this. Dude, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. It's just like a Wu-Tang album, essentially, but it's, it features <coughs> mostly Raekwon, which Raekwon is one of my more favorite of the Wu Tang members, favoriter, <laughs> man, I'm one of my one of the more favoriters for me. Yeah, of course, not my fave, but one of my more favoriters, and I I, I like his I like his sound. I like and where'd you get it? Where'd you get this from? I got this from Grace. This was used. I got this a while ago. Oh, I just forgot about it too. I have a lot of backlog that I just haven't gone through like the second listen through yet. <laughs> I have no backlog. I have nothing. Dude, it's it's. <laughs> It's it's nice now because it's uh, at the point where where I face them the opposite way, so they're facing the wall, so I can't see it. And so when I get an album, listen the first time, I put it in the back, and so then I reach in the front and I don't I don't see what's there, and I pull it out. I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot about this album. Hell yeah! And I'm like super stoked about it all over again. So what and else? And then you got? Um, uh, Crazy Horse, Crazy Horses, Crazy Horses. This is their first album from '71. I got a beat up copy of this at Grace for three bucks. I thought this one was their shit album that people always say is crappy. And as I was mm-hmm. listening to it, I was just like, dude, this is really good. Like, how the fuck can people think this is bad? But then I looked and I was mistaken. This is one people, everyone says it's fantastic. So that's that's fun. <laughs> but dude, it's, uh, it's good. This is the last album to feature Danny Witten before he, mm-hmm. uh, he was kicked out and then died of the drug overdose that, that caused, you know, Neil Young to write a, a ton of really fucking deep amazing records yeah and a a couple of these songs were given to the band by neil young and you can totally tell which ones they are because they sound (laughs) like something neil young would write (laughs) but overall man neil young is so good dude overall this is fucking good it is it is it is fantastic do i have i don't 
I don't think I have Crazy Horse is Crazy Horse. I I love this album cover too. It's just it's just like bright yellow with an ugly ass picture of a horse's like mouth on the cover of it, and it's so ugly. And mm. I love it. I've never even seen that cover. Crazy I I, I see that Desi's all the time, but I always just thought this one was the bad ones. I never picked it up. Yeah, I've never ever seen this cover. Wow. But I have a shit copy, so if I find a good copy, you got my shit copy. Okay. Hand me down, I guess, right? <laughs> it's free. Fucking guy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Fucking uh-huh. guy over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, yeah. sounded, you sounded like Will Sasso's uh, impersonation of Macho Man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't believe you haven't listened to Dudesy yet. The new episode today, it's so it just, fucking it funny. It was just so annoying last week because he was, he was doing some impersonation last week and he was doing it for a while and I was like giggling the whole time. And then somebody at the <laughs> store and like, is he impersonating Arnold Schwarzenegger? I was like, my guy, come on, dude. How the fuck do you not know? He's been personally on social for the past 10 minutes, you fucking dullard. So I'll never listen to you that word again because you're fucking idiots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 all I got except for my pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right, so what is it? What is it? So I kind of have like two albums that i'm gonna talk about real quick both of them are iron maiden i guess i'm 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 an iron maiden fan now but at the record Shocking. show at the i mean it's really if you just take out the vocals the band's fantastic and i don't like the vocals oh, yeah. still it's super annoying it's god even this guy too is just i just i think it's dumb it's just dumb it's dumb 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 i don't care it's dumb <laughs> so like this is the reason i never got into 80s metal is because the vocals are the fucking worst god they're annoying at least this guy, Paul, is a little bit less annoying than Bruce. Not by much. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't He's a little sing bit as grittier. Much. Yeah. He just doesn't sing as much. He, just, he shuts the fuck up and lets the nah, music that's go. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I, at the record show, I picked up Iron Maiden's first album, Iron Maiden. And then I picked up Number of the Beast, their third album. And both of them are original pressings. So, Iron Maiden's Iron Maiden is a 1980 Japanese pressing. And then I got Number oh, of the shit. Beast, a 1982 German pressing. Both of them are very nice, clean as shit. I paid fucking like fifty dollars for each of them, but both of them are very, very clean and Holy just hell. in fucking like VG plus plus condition, just unreal condition. And I'm super Can't happy. You pay that much for mate, Maiden? That's I, crazy. This is stuff I was looking for, and and when you when you find things you are looking for in better condition and from like a like a like a foreign pressing, like you gotta you gotta splurge, kid. You gotta splurge. Yeah, I I get it. I get you, it. You saw that. You saw that. Uh, the Angels and Airwaves thing. You probably never even see that one again. And, I uh, know. I kind of kicking it. myself. Kind of kicking myself. But mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. For so, the best. So Iron Maiden here. This was. Uh, I picked Phantom of the Opera. This is like a seven minute song. I never heard this song until our neighbor, his brother, who is a Tony, fantastic drummer, yeah. fantastic guitarist, fantastic bass player just everything plays it all really well he sent us a list of, of songs to play he's like hey you should play this because i really like playing this I was like, okay I'll, I'll learn fan of the opera how hard could it be and just that beginning <laughs> part i was like oh fuck <laughs> like i know i can do it because i i've been playing for a, a, a long time i know i can do it it's just a matter of i'm lazy and i don't want to do it i don't want to put yeah. in the time and so this was the first song in a long long time that i actually sat down and and learned and then we got pretty damn good at it and i can still play it and so I'm waiting for him to come back out again. I'm going to brush up on it. 
and it's just it's an incredibly fun song to play. There's a lot of things going on. Everybody has their 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 time in the spotlight. The bass is unreal. Everything about the song is just absolutely fantastic. And I like this part. Our friend of the pod, Phil, hates it mm-hmm. when when Paul is is note matching the the melody. The he doesn't like that that vocal note matching. I like and it a you lot. Do? I do. What? I like it. Yeah, I dig it. It's kind of goofy. That's <laughs> the shit that you hate. I, I I think he does it. I like fucking no matching melodies all the time. I even have it not today. in not in this kind of music, not in metal music like this. I, if you're gonna say something, I guess you might as well note match and not be super annoying about it. I don't know. I, I wish he just didn't speak at all, but that's not gonna happen. Yeah. But there's a couple there's a couple songs. There's one song that's all instrumental, and there's a lot of parts that are just mostly instrumental. But man, dude, this is this is good. This yeah, is really it's good. a killer fucking song. It's a good it's a good song, it's a good album. I got Power Slave way early on in our collecting, which is like their fair fourth album, I think. And Sounds about like, right. I was like, damn, this is really fucking good too. And that one goes for a lot of money. But once we started jamming is when I really realized like how great Steve Harris is. Oh, he's just, an amazing, amazing I just bass couldn't, player. Couldn't believe just like this band <laughs> this band is Steve Harris. This band is fucking Steve <laughs> Harris. Just straight up. I think he's the only original member too. But, I can see that. I mean, yeah, honestly, uh, he's the only fucking member I care about, to be honest. I don't. But you like the guitar, the guitar playing too. I like that riff, but the bass plays the riff too. That's true. He does. He and he plays it with his fingers, not a pick. Ah, which is disgusting. even cooler. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. All right, I'm gonna play a little bit of uh, Phantom of the Opera from the Iron Maidens. Here we go. bit of uh, Iron Maiden and their song Phantom of the Opera and their uh, yeah debut record and that's crazy too this, this is your first record you put out 
just, I know it's pretty that's remarkable. That's not even fucking fair. That's so annoying. That's so fucking irritating. <laughs> it pisses me off. It pisses me right off. But yeah, like this. Even there's 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 guitar solos in this one. There's like palmy parts, and none of them are are like mind blowing in in the guitar department. They're, they're the palmy parts are are very basic. They don't sound very great. You could tell he's just kind of like he's just he's he's riffing the power chord there. Nothing fancy, but still the bass keeps going on. It just does fucking kills it. Wants. It's uh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for everybody else. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Like, the, the guitars are not that good. Really, they're not still that good. good. They're still good. Uh, 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 <sighs> whatever. You're stupid. You could replace any one of these guitarists with just any session guitarist you see at a bar that can just jam to any metal or blues song, and I think they would be fine. But they can't write the music like this. They They're can't not write writing the songs. any good music though. The Steve Harris is writing all of those good parts, and he, he a lot of the songs. Does he they, really? Did he really uh, write it? A lot of the good solo parts that, that start off always start with the bass, and then the guitar comes in. It's always the bass starting first. I never really thought about it. I mean, I don't listen to them that that often, but I mean, I'll have to take your word for it. Always starting with the bass, and the bass plays it better. It's great. I'm getting pretty good at the bass, though, with my with my things, my things, my F-I-N-G-A-Z. Are you really? G-A-Z. Yeah. Bloop, bloop, bloop. I actually phalanges. broke a string the other day. On a, a you broke a bass string? Yeah. I've never heard of anybody breaking a bass string. Fucking broke it. I didn't actually break it; just unwound aggressively. Weird. Yeah, I've I've never never seen it either. Huh. So on your on your little squire. No, on 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 Phil's bass, on a, on a real bass, on a big bass, yeah, on a real bass, <laughs> on, a, on a triple B, yeah. on a, on an expensive bass, yeah. yeah. It's never happened on your Squire though. No, that's a killer bass though. Love that bass. Yeah, it's nice. Great tone. <coughs> All right, uh, you good with uh, Iron Maidens and vinyls and everything like that? Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. All right. So I uh, I have one thing today that's my pick of the week. I've been gone for a while on vacation, so I've had very, very <laughs> little time to listen to vinyl. But I ended up getting this record in the mail while I was away, and uh, it's The Smashing Pumpkins. It's, a, it's technically a live record, like a live compilation record. Uh, it's called The Rubano Tapes, uh, Volume 1. I think that's what it is. Yeah, Volume 1. It literally just came out this last week uh what they did what what special pumpkins have been doing the last year and a half or so they'll say we're putting this out everybody here's the window to pre-order you get like a day and a half or something to to pre-order this record and then we we press as many we press that much of how much was ordered so i love that i did that back in back in early or like april like early april uh ordered it and it finally came in the mail uh, last week so uh yeah pop this on and uh, it's a nice translucent blue looks super nice and what's cool about this one is that it was recorded by their friend mike rubano like a really close friend of theirs and i guess he used to record a lot of the early smashing pumpkins shows um they weren't i don't no, they weren't soundboard quality but they're still very good quality and they've been completely remastered and everything like that and um so yeah this is the first batch and all these songs were played uh, very early on, like pre-Gish and right after Gish came out. So these are most of these songs that are on here. 
Actually, all of them, but Siva. Siva is the only song that was actually on Gish. Everything else is a is a B side or a song that was just never put on any record that was made before Gish. And it was, I'd never heard any of these songs outside of Siva. And because like these are like deep, deep cuts. And I mean, I like the Pumpkins, but they have a lot of deep cuts that I barely even scratched the surface on. And yeah, so this was like this was really cool because this is heavy Smashing Pumpkins. This is them just really just kind of you know just destroying these clubs with this fucking crazy cool music and i don't know th- this is i have no regrets buying this record at all so <laughs> wait wh- how much how much how much was it was it a lot of money it was a lot of money oh okay that's why you said the no regrets <laughs> okay gotcha <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but if i ever wanted to resell it i mean the resale resale value is very high so their, yeah, i mean i would other stuff is just it's like gold yeah i mean if i were to resell this i'd be making triple what i paid for it so there's that, fucking but I, I don't want to sell it because it's fucking great. It's so good, man. And I I kick myself for not because this is the third one they've done of this series of this like I forgot what they're calling it the Vault series or something like that. This is the third one, and I I didn't missed out on the first two. I'm like ah, I don't want to spend that much money on it, but I really wish I had on those first two releases. But anyway, yeah, this one uh, the Rubano tapes volume one from the Smashing Pumpkins. I still need a lot more time with these songs because, yeah, like I said, I'd never heard them before, and um, I only was able to get through this record twice since I got home from my trip. So I just picked a random song that I could find on YouTube. So this song is called Slunk, and uh, they played this on some Japanese TV show. So this isn't even the version that's on the record. Like you can't even find these songs on YouTube nowhere. Like there, nobody has ripped these songs from their vinyl yet. So. I just found a version of the song, and yeah, like I said, it's from some Japanese TV show uh, from 1991. So here is the song Slunk from the Smashing Pumpkins.
there you go. The Smashing Pumpkins. The song is called Slunk. Live. So what do you think of this one? Older Pumpkins. So you'd probably like it a little bit more. I do. I do. I do. You d- I do. I do and I do. I do, dude. I do. I do, dude. I um I it was it was more aggressive it was harder it was crunchier. I mean you really you really gotta just get over his vocals I, and if I can do it with Iron yeah. Man I think I can do it with Smashing Pumpkins and I have for for a lot of albums right. Yeah, I mean you even bought you you have a Smashing Pumpkins record. I know, and that one like goes for like triple two. I don't fucking understand. I just it's <laughs> crazy. But, but that's uh, nuts. Yeah, you, I just I really gotta get over my my long term hatred for his vocals because there's a lot of good stuff there. And when we did the Smashing Pumpkins is there was a lot of good yeah. stuff to get through. And uh this was cool. I like this because it was very it's very childish compared to what the Smashing Pumpkins would be will become. Yeah, it's like they're more they're more rock and roll psychedelic a little bit at times. In the early, early stuff. I I mean I know you didn't listen to this entire record obviously, but there are definitely more psychedelic elements to some of their early, early stuff. Which is so rad. Fuck, man. I, they're just so good. They're so fucking good. I, I don't know how I just did not come to that realization until a couple of years ago. Was it was oh, it the vinyl? Man. Like when we started the vinyl thing? No, it was it was like maybe 2017, 2016 when I got into them. Like I really heavily got into them. Because it was always it was always a few songs that I liked of theirs, but overall I hated them. And then one day I'm like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll start listening to them from the beginning. And uh, I listen to Gish and I'm like, wow, this fucking was amazing. And then you go into Siamese Dream and it's just that. I mean, it's just it's a double whammy, man. It just punches you in the face. It's so good. Those two records. But yeah, Smashing Pumpkins. Great band. Love them. 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 All right, so that's all I got for vinyl. I mean, I wish I could say I got more. I even went to a record store on vacation when I was in Hawaii. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was a fine record store. It was cool. They had a lot of good, cool stuff there. Uh, but it was fucking expensive, man. It was really expensive. Maybe and they had a shit like, ton of... What? I don't know. I, cause I feel like you always say things are expensive at record stores. Are you just... Uh, isn't like what? all record stores are expensive now? <laughs> When I go out to Arizona, I I get way more, way more out there than when I go to any record store out here in California. That's true, and I even and especially in Hawaii. I really don't know what you're even talking about as far as like expensive go because I only know Arizona prices. Yeah, you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You've only been to like what two stores or three stores in California, and that was like when we first started collecting. So I mean, it's not much to gauge it from, but yeah, I don't really buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's expensive, right? Yeah, yeah but, you're right. But, you know, Hawaii was, man, dude, that, I mean, and they had a shit ton of Japanese imported stuff, and, I mean, it was expensive, but it was cool. Like, literally everything on the cover and the back, everything was in Japanese. Like, it wasn't just, like, the Obi strip that was in Japanese. It was literally everything. And there was some really rad stuff, but I just That's... couldn't bring myself to spend $50 on an import for a record that I can get for 20 bucks here. I mean that's so. that's that's where I'm at now is just curating my collection to buy really cool unique copies of of things and and friend of the pot David a guy that I I, I go record shopping with occasionally he got this cool like uh, this this like OG promo of of Cosmos Factory by by CCR oh, okay. that's super clean I was like fuck man I want that so bad that'd be cool to have 
Yeah, I mean, I, I music, but I just I, I I want this now. That's where I'm at now. No, I get it. I mean, I I I would buy something like that too, but I don't even come across like some of my favorite records like that. I'm I'm talking about like I came across a fifty dollar Japanese record of like it was a band I don't really like, but it's a band that I know I don't even remember who it is now. But it was a band that I know I can get for like twenty bucks here, but it was fifty dollars there. So it wasn't something that I liked, but yeah, it was just. It's silly. And then there was that Angel and Airwaves thing, which I almost pulled the trigger on, but I don't know. I kind of wish I did. I would have got it, but you it was a lot. Because that's that's not a bad price for that. That's a, that's a pretty fair yeah. price. No one's selling it on Discogs. The, I know. The median know. is like 85 and he wanted like yeah. 100 for it. And I Yeah, it was 100 I probably could have got it for 90 if I asked him. Yeah. But, yeah, I know. But whatever. They had that and then they had the... Angels and Airways acoustic EP. They had they had a regular one for a hundred dollars, and then they had a signed one for one hundred twenty five. Oh, damn. up on the wall. Should have bought the signed one. I think mine is signed. No, I'm pretty sure mine is signed. Oh, so I don't they, know. Just, they they signed them and then sent them out. It wasn't like something that they presented to the band. No, no. Like you, I, it was, if you were like the first hundred to order it, oh. they signed it. I think that's what it was. Or maybe I'm just thinking of Life Forms. I don't know. I don't remember now because that's what Lifeforms did. Remember that you could you could buy the autograph one for if you were like the first two hundred that bought it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for the vinyls. And okay. um, let's move on to some new music. Do you want to play any of this? Because I'm fine not playing any of it. No. But I'm cool about talking about it. I'm cool with talking about it. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't I didn't okay. listen to Panic, the new album by Panic. Well, I definitely didn't listen to it. I listened to one song and. Yeah, so Panic at the Disco. They put out a new record called Viva Las Vengeance. Terrible title, stupid title. Um, they might as well just call this the uh, Brendan Urie project. Because, I mean, even when you go on Spotify, it's just his picture on there. It's like it's a solo fucking record, or solo band now. Just him. And he like, got canceled, too. I'm surprised he's like still popular because he got canceled. Did he? Yeah, for like, you know, I don't know, sexual shit. I don't know, remember exactly what he did. But what uh, the haven't you people ever heard of? I hate Panic at the Disco. There's nothing about that band that I like. I, I they're just they're awful. I mean, he's a great musician and he is really a great singer. But damn, dude, I hate his music. I fucking hate his music. It's not good, dude. I've listened to that record dozens of times and i hated every moment of it you should listen to it 36 more times and then you'll appreciate 36. it. 36 i probably listened to it 36 times you gotta do 36 more Ugh. and then i saw them open up for weezer and once again dude those songs they're terrible he's a great performer though great great performer but those songs awful it was a good live show i seen them they were good oh you saw my like chain though like a, a fucking 200 person venue i saw them at their first actual like official show mike with a y like somehow knew somebody who was close to the band and got yeah. me like this this really bad like demo cd by them before the like long before they had their first release and he's like oh this is so fucking good like let's go check them out and like yeah they, that was like their first show they ever played was like a chain one of their fucking first shows shit. if not their first no i did it was fantastic i love that first album i think it's fantastic well, you like you like theater rock, theater theater kid rock, you know, that's your thing. So yeah, that's my that's that you gotta <laughs> condense me down to one thing. <laughs> theater kid thing. rock, yes, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking love that shit. That is true. 
All right. Um, so moving on to some new songs that came out this week. Wednesday 13, my boy Wednesday 13, put out a new uh, a new song called You're So Hideous. Uh, his new record comes out in October. I pre-ordered that, so yeah. Sure. So I'm going to wow. get that. And But this song's not that great. But I thought this was fine. I thought this was, did you it really like it? It wasn't good, but it was it was fine. I expected something super stupid and super corny huh. and can be, but this was like more straightforward, kind of like harder rock. It was fine. Wow. Okay. I, I thought it was a weak song, but sometimes he has weak singles and then the record ends up being really good. So and I honestly I've liked the song again. I didn't playlist it. I don't I don't care to ever talk about it ever again for the rest of my life. Okay. It was fine. <laughs> oh, he's uh so so Speaking of him in vinyl, he uh, this new record they're doing a standard black version for twenty bucks on Nuclear Blast Records. So Sloan will probably buy this record if it's because it's on Nuclear probably Blast. So annoying. <laughs> so he has a twenty dollar twenty dollar version black variant, and then he has this really actually cool red variant, and it comes with a Ouija board, and it's fifty bucks. Oh, that's cool. It is co- it is actually really cool, but I don't want to spend fifty bucks on this record. How many are they pressing? I think they're five hundred. It hasn't sold out though, and it's been up for pre-order for a week and a half now. Oh, it's it hasn't sold out, so I, don't, I mean it probably will eventually, but as of now, it hasn't. I think That's I'll cool. wait until. I like that. Yeah, I, I think I might wait until the, I get my version. If I really like the record, I'll buy that if it's still available, and then sell my my the retail version, my the black version. Like that's that's but, something that you should be buying now. Like that's that's exactly yeah. where this 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 hobby is is headed. It's buying the coolest copies of albums that you like. I know, but I don't want the Ouija board. Where am I going to put it? You, I don't know. Does it like does it fit inside the record, or is it like a complete? Yeah, it, it, thing? it no. It like fold. It looks like it folds up, and it, it it's part of the packaging. How is that not fucking rad? That's so cool. It is cool. It is cool. I just don't want to drop fifty bucks plus the shipping. Oh it's going to come out to be God, like sixty three, sixty four dollars. Fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm trying to look right you know now. How it is. It's still sold. I'm gonna buy one, and then give it to me. Mm. Don't charge me for it. Just give yeah. it to me. No, that's probably what I'll do. All right. Uh, the the next new song that came out, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They put out a song called "Tip of My Tongue," and this is talk about a throwback song. This is straight up something that that was off of Uplift Mofo or what? What the fuck is the other? The other two records, the self-titled record, and what's the other one? The funk one. No, all, all three of those. All, all three of like those first albums were fucking identical. <laughs> the the Hillel era, but this is what this the, this song sounds like. It's pretty pretty neat how they can sound exactly like how they did in 1984. But what do you think of this one? I fucking cannot stand this song. I thought this is one of the most annoying <laughs> things Anthony Kiedis has done in a long time. And I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Anthony Kiedis. I, I think I'm like the only person that tries to defend a lot of the stupid shit he does. You are. But damn, I don't know why. This was this was stupid. All those all those all those yays or haze or the fuck he was doing. That was annoying. <laughs> it was it was hard to like finish this one. It was it was tough. Wow, okay. All right. Well, if if you don't already know, Red Hot Chili Peppers put out a record three four months ago called Unlimited Love. Actually, a really actually good good record. I, you and I both really enjoyed it. Yeah. And they recorded this new record. Uh, what's it called? It's called I wrote it down. Return of the Dream Canteen. So it comes out October fourteenth, and they recorded this album during those same sessions of For Unlimited Love. So they recorded eighteen songs for that record, and then there's eighteen songs on this record as well. 
So that's uh that's a lot of music. A lot of red hot chili peppers in uh fucking three, four months. So it's really it's really it's too much red hot chili peppers. It really yeah. is. Like straight up. It's just too much. At least it's it seems like it's not gonna be all the same, which is nice. It's we're not getting another stadium arcadium, you know, where it's a lot it's just the same crap. But I mean half a stadium arcadium is good. Yeah, that's true. That that is true. The other half was fucking awful though. Yeah. And uh, Megadeth put out a new song called Soldier On. I just, I can't, Megadeth is weird for me. Like, I listened to their first record and it's pretty fucking good. But listening to their newer stuff, I just, I don't get it. It's, I don't get it. Did you listen to this? Yeah. I. What do you think of it? I think this is just like throwaway songs. I think this is, this sounds like a guy who's just really good at the guitar and then just (laughs) like, like, fucking garage banded essentially there's nothing there was no heart to this the singing was i mean obviously it was not good and yeah, then like the last part singer. that little like talking thing that i can't remember what it was <coughs> but there was some weird talking yeah. thing at the end that was stupid <laughs> but i don't know man i just i just don't care and like i i know desi has like this cool their first album on on the original logo before they change it to something else and i was like okay i kind of want to buy it and it was like 50 bucks and I was like, okay that's a little Oof. expensive and i like the album and I, I i'm in that phase now where i want to buy like cool shit but it's just it's just not that good it's just not that good maybe this is not that good it, they're not 50 dollars good they're, they're good but not 50 dollars really you don't think so no because uh, because nothing is good about this band except for the guitar playing yeah i mean he really is yeah Mustaine is the high point. His guitar playing is the high point. His vocals are the worst, like, for I, sure. I, the worst. I, I their first album, I I, I dig, I like because he had something to prove, right? He's coming out and he wants to be harder than Metallica. He wants to be fucking faster, heavier. He wants to just shred Metallica to pieces, and he does. The problem is nobody oh, yeah. else does on the album. It's just it's just him. <laughs> it's like well, okay, like your breakdowns aren't as cool as Metallica did. Even your slow songs are fucking trash compared to like like like. Uh, what is it battery like the first part of battery yeah just, you're just like dude you're just you're you're you're, you're b team you're, you're bootleg metallica unfortunately yeah unfortunately yeah you're right except his songs just aren't there all right so let's see here the last thing last new song comes from a band called beauty school dropout hate that name uh this one features mark hoppus our boy mark from blink 182 the song is called almost famous and God, it was a boring song. It was lame, but you probably loved it because you're a Mark Cuck. So, here, so here's the thing. I thought this was so going to thing. be a cover of Beauty School Dropout. <laughs> I was excited. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, we're going to get a fucking cool <laughs> Beauty School Dropout song. Because that's just what I read. And then I saw Mark Hoppus. Oh, cool. Some band is doing a cover of this with Mark. And after I realized it was not that, I, 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 I hated this song. And I do like Mark. <laughs> I do like Mark a lot. He's he he does a lot of really cool extra corrects, but he's mm-hmm. in this he's in this funk down. He's he's been in there for a while where his his guest vocals are just monotone, and they just they they like phase his vocals a little bit. They add a little verb and they just layer like another monotone, just like an octave pitch on it or something. But it's just boring. His vocals are boring now, and I don't yeah I don't like it. I agree with you on that one definitely. He's never had like great dynamic in his <clears throat> vocal range but at least he's had really cool like like pacing issues like he's he's had a lot of cool like staccato parts and and things where he stopped and go and 
like uh, the party song. Like that's a really fucking cool song that he did. That's it is not, not a whole lot of range in that, but it's a cool like delivery, and I like that. But he's just he's even, so far yeah. from remo- removed from that 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 part. It's just it's dumb. It just seems so for this song seemed so forced, and the taking Mark out of this, it's just a poorly structured song. Like nothing flowed. You could just you could hear where they fuck in Pro Tools. They they cut it. They they would cut all the instruments out, and then there would be this moment of silence that was just so just cut and paste, and it was just it's just bad, dude. The drum tone, oh my god, it was just <laughs> compressed to. No snare crack compressed to shit. God, I hate, I fucking hate modern, modern drum sounds. Dude, it just sounds like garbage for the most part. It makes me so mad. <laughs> God, it just, you have, it's just, it's like an instant turnoff when I hear a bad drum tone like that. But it's like the industry standard because it's like laziness. Like nobody wants to, it seems like nobody really wants to learn how to mic up drums properly. It just seems so half-assed, and it pisses me the fuck off. I, I mean, I, I think it comes from. Th- I mean, there's no excuse when when Mark Hoppus is involved because he should know better. But I, I think, it, yeah, I, he worked with Jerry Finn, who arguably got some of the best drum tones in the '90s and 2000s. Like, well, he's fucking been in stupid. Stu- Multi-million-dollar studios where there's no fucking yeah. excuse why Blink isn't producing their own albums, and that's irritating. But I, 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 I think like a lot of a lot of this. This this shortcutting is just from people trying to get their music out as fast as possible and as cheaply as possible. And, and yeah, that's true. If they don't have a band, which I like, I like because again, like the SoundCloud era of, of hip hop has has almost like eliminated record labels, which is super cool. But I dislike because now we're just hearing a lot of really 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 shit music. Well, it, I so it's also because people it's the age of like instant gratification. So it's like, we're constantly moving on to the, the next thing. Like there's, it's not even 15 minutes of fame anymore. It's just like, you get a viral hit, you're popular for a week and then move on to the next one. And it's the same way in the music industry. Like you have to constantly pump out the shit in hopes that it's going to stick. And, and I think, I mean, a good example of it is the band to Trey, you a, tr- a band that I is near and dear to my heart. Their last two records have been fucking garbage because they're making, sport like football music like nfl bumper music it's just bad anthemic music and it's making them some money yeah it's making them popular on spotify and on the streaming sites but if you look at any of their live shows like videos of their live shows nobody's going to their shows nobody's really i mean it's kind of it's shitty i feel it's shitty for them like the draw that they were having that they brought in 10 15 years ago was way more than what it is now but technically they're technically online they're more popular but their shows are less they're the the people going to the shows are less that sucks <laughs> it really yeah, sucks it it does suck because it's it's like i don't know like i'm not i'm not directly supporting a lot of music that i like because either yeah. i'm buying the vinyl probably used or i'm just streaming on spotify I'm not, I don't go to a lot of shows anymore just because I don't want to. But then I complain that people, I'm like, I'm like the, we are like the fat mic of, of, of the complaining <laughs> music industry. Like, what, what, like we need to be, be, we need to be better. We need to be better. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And like a tray, you right? Like they're just trying to make a fucking living. They're trying to make a living. And, and I get that. I totally get it. They're not making a it. killing doing these little tours that they do. They're not making a killing. They're, they're probably making a comfortable living for sure. But they're probably yeah. making as much money doing half the work 
doing these little fucking stupid bits, doing these terrible songs and then licensing them to the NFL. And it sucks, but from like a money standpoint, like they gotta they gotta fucking pay their bills too, you know what I mean? Yeah, they have kids, they got families. I I I, under, I totally understand. But it's still it just it sucks, man. It's it really, really sucks that the music industry is the way it is. I mean, Even Feldman like been shit. It has, it has. Even I Feldman was on the on a podcast a little while back and he was talking about the exact same thing. He said that which I was surprised him I was surprised that he was saying this, but he was saying that, you know, it's all about creating that viral song, creating that 30 second hook or the 20 second hook. And that's all that you, that's all bands do nowadays. And that's all Feldman does. It makes sense. And it's made him millions of dollars. And that's why he lives in fucking Malibu and shit. But uh, I don't know. It's annoying. It is annoying. It's annoying. Super annoying. Supra. Yeah. Distort. Supra. All right, so that's all we got for new music. Uh, you put this MoFi thing in here. I actually didn't get a chance to read it. So what's this all about? What's MoFi doing now? What's MoFi doing now? They're getting sued, baby. They're about to. Of course get, they they're are. about to get hit with the class action lawsuit, and I am stoked because even though they technically didn't do anything wrong, they they lied by omission. They lied by omission. Yeah. They they led people to believe something that was not true, and fuck them. So don't care. So they, yeah, they're 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 in the preliminary stages of getting sued. They've been hit with a lawsuit. I imagine at some point they'll either settle or they uh, because I feel like they have no idea what the fuck they're doing because they allowed mm-hmm. some random record store owner from the Phoenix area to to interview them when they are all not interviewees, professional interviewees, and this guy is not a professional interviewer. There was a fifty-five minute long interview. Did you watch it at all? Did you watch any pieces of it? I didn't watch it. I just wa- I just read like the highlights of it. Dude, talk about cringe, man. The guy is just he he's not an interviewer. He has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. He's not a he's not a, a reporter. <laughs> and like the entire reporting community is pissed off because they're like, Oh, I actually have experience doing this. I could have done this better. I could have got the information out in a quarter of the time. This guy there's a lot of awkward pauses, there's a lot of silences. It's fucking weird. Horrible interview. <laughs> <laughs> so judging by that interview, this 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 MoFi is going to pay through the nose. So uh, that's kind of yeah. funny because they led people to believe something that wasn't true. So fuck them. Yeah, and they're so overpriced. It's annoying. I mean, they uh, to be fair, they are overpriced. Yes, but damn, dude, there's, their pressings do do sound fantastic. I don't care if they're sourced no, from I, digital or I not. I get it. They sound. I get good. it. I get it, but it's just it's that it's that arrogant attitude. Maybe it's not really the company; it's the yes. people that that buy the product. But yeah, dude, that that arrogance is what really is annoying. Yeah, it's the fucking word. Essentially, MoFi like breeds gatekeepers in the vinyl community. That's what it is. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's irritating. You were absolutely right. All right. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else for this episode? That's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Spotify. Uh, also, give us five stars on there. That that would mean a lot. Please go do that. So stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into Peter Tosh and his record, Equal Rights. And we're also going to rank all seven of his records. So get into that. Keep listening. Tell all your friends. And that's it. That's all. Do what you mean.